0: Welcome to the world of unknown, the world of mysterious
1: circumstances. You look to your left in through that door, a very spooky cloud, to your right another door, a weird platypus with a smoking habit. But then you see behind you another scary door that leads
2: to the ultimate what? Run the intro again. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, please don't. Are you really give me this laugh? Yeah, f- yeah, it's our show. We do
1: what we want. Oh my God, no, not another freaking wrestling podcast.
2: Yay!
1: Like yeah. right yeah. I said, I don't give people watching me So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. And you heard it here first. Welcome to What If. Kevin Nash was a good world champion, where Jake and Will are going to lay this story out for us, and we're gonna start at
0: Survivor Series 94. Y'all do not understand the level of thought that jake and i have put into this there's so many matches that we thought of out of this that will not make the tape, but we literally booked the entire fucking fed around making kevin nash a star and then very coincidentally fucking up the entire nwo great
2: the original version so- man will- we had the IC title book
0: yeah it it started out literally just what if kevin nash was good and then there was so much oh but what about this that it then forced us to book the intercontinental title around that same period of time but that's a a story for another time we'll lightly touch on that but jake go ahead and kick us off at survivor series well, I was going to say, for an example,
2: like with, when we were booking the IC title for this whole thing, like Waltman ended up with the IC title at one point. Like little Bitch, 123 Kid, ended up with the IC title. I'm not going to lie. I And that was solely my brainchild, and I made Walt was a star. Yeah. There was going to be a program with him and Owen Hart, and it was going to be amazing. Anyway, there, as everyone knows, fucking. Uh, it's Survivor Series '94. Bret Hart wrestled Duckhurst, fucking Bob Backlund in the uh, in that uh, the towel match gimmick. And you know, Backlund got the uh, the belt uh, from Bret because of Owen Hart shenanigans. That's where we're starting the story. Because was it three three days, four days later at a house show? Because anything they to they happen on a house
0: show. It was within the same calendar week because hmm. I, cause I can't
2: remember did Survivor Series happen because cause they moved it around
0: it used to be on Thanksgiving night that so, was around they, the time that they, I want to say they started moving it a little bit before Thanksgiving because especially after the 90s running a pay-per-view on Thanksgiving day is beyond unsustainable because you gotta fucking deal with football exactly but there was in by then they had more than diminished their hype that they were not in the hogan era heyday anymore so there was no fucking way wrestling could compete with fucking football around thanksgiving so i want to say they had moved it roughly a little bit before because i feel like nash had actually won the belt off of backland shortly after thanksgiving at that house show
2: so, that show actually happened on the 23rd of November. So, it was the night before Thanksgiving. When Nash won, or Survivor? The Survivor Series was on the night before Thanksgiving. Okay. So, I believe Nash won the title from Backlund that Friday or Saturday. Because he had it on Raw. On Monday. So, Backlund beats Brett. Diesel gets the belt. Three days later, how show. We're not changing anything about this. He can come out and cut his white meat babyface promo. It was a mistake, actually. They should have kept letting him be the cool, cool guy like he was when he was a heel, but I digress. Everything runs as normal up until that, but you start building towards Brett, who has a legitimate gripe at losing the title to, to, to Backlund because of the Owen Hart shenanigans, and Diesel for Rumble 95 in January. You run their match, Brett heels out, as he did in, in the real match that they had. Brett started being sneaky heel, being a piece of shit, but maintained being a babyface. That changed it. Full-on heel. Turns heel in the match. Can't beat Diesel. Turns fucking
0: heel. Exactly, because Diesel is too goddamn powerful. It's the Royal Rumble there in Insert City here. They are in Insert City's arena here. Kevin Nash is feeling off the energy of that crowd. There's no way Brett can stop him, and Brett knows that. That's why he has to result to sneaky cheating shenanigans, but it's still not enough because I think you're forgetting Kevin Nash is really fucking tall.
2: Oh, yeah. In editor's note, Rumble 95 was in Tampa, Florida. Oh, I'm...
0: Exactly. Florida people love tall people. Everybody knows that. Where are we in it? We're at Rumble 95. We are on the precipice of the golden age of Big Daddy Cool. It's it's Diesel's first
2: title defense against Brett. Brett heals out throughout the match as really happened. But then Brett goes full on heel at the end when he can't be beat, beat Nash. So but then the royal Rumble match itself, who's winning that to get the title shot at WrestleMania? Well, none other than the bad guy. Ray exactly.
0: The Entering at the most unlucky of numbers everybody knows. 13 equals shenanigans but entering at royal rumber royal rumble entrant 13 the bad guy razor ramon he's coming in he's clearing house oh my goodness he just dumped out hacksaw jim duggan he just dumped jumped out jay youngblood i'm pretty sure youngblood wasn't there anymore but i really like jay youngblood so he's in the rumble I mean, uh, Tequila Omori was in it all the way, and Razor dumped him out too. He it sure all did. the way from number thirteen, becoming the Iron Man of that match, because before Razor because remember, Sean came in first. How could I forget? The final two was Razor and Sean, and they get a good solid. 10 minutes straight of work in each other during those final two. They put on a clinic, and ultimately, who goes out? Shawn, and we now have Razor Ramon as the Royal Rumble winner, going on to WrestleMania to challenge, if he still holds the belt, his best friend, Diesel. Yeah, so you, you
1: hit WrestleMania in Hartford, Connecticut. Or
2: Harford Civic Center. Lay it out, best board. friend. Show for the World Championship, but incidentally not going on last because what was the main event of WrestleMania 11, boys and girls? It was
0: Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor the Footballer, and that is still our main event because, first of all, Lawrence Taylor put on an amazing performance for an outsider. Absolutely. And also, I refuse to not acknowledge the greatness that is Bam Bam Bigelow. I've been seeing a lot of Bam Bam Bigelow slander recently. And I just need y'all to remember, there's one key match from Prime pre-Fred Bam Bam. That's him versus Cactus Jack, where Cactus Jack hit that fucking dive. That's it. At the entrance ramp and did the most physically impossible thing that will never be replicated. I apologize for my burping. Oh, I'm drunk.
1: <laughs> so are you
0: guys
2: going to keep most of the card the same? Yes. Everything that's not yes. round diesel will be relatively the same except for the moving parts
0: involved. Yes. The intercontinental shifts slightly, but we'll touch upon that when necessary because... Shawn Michaels is the key to all of this. Wouldn't that just make him please this pun? But we are at WrestleMania, your co main event. Commentary putting it over so hard that this is, in fact, still the main event of WrestleMania, despite the fact that it is undisputably not the main event because Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow is, in fact, the main event. Yep. But you we got have Kevin Nash. It had the
2: added story beat that a few years before that Nash wrestled against Razor Ramon for the IC title at SummerSlam
0: and lost. That was the famous what a pittance promo. Which Razor has made full sure to bring up not only that match but that promo and has still been, Nash has been trying to keep it cool, you know, he. Razor's his best friend, you know? He knows Razor's a cheeky-ass little fucker, but that's his best friend, and Razor's gonna get cheeky with him, and he keeps trying to get under his skin while still being like, oh, I'm your best friend. You can't beat my ass. Yeah. You can't hate me while getting under his skin. And then finally we have the match. The co-main event. Goes about 20 minutes. 21 minutes max because we're working with Razor and Nash. We know how to maximize their abilities and anything over 20 minutes is a detriment to both superstars. Well, maybe Short, maybe Kev, but not... We're working not- it over. Razor is getting a majority of the heat in this match. He keeps putting down Nash, keeps working the legs, keeps hitting a lot of heel hooks, a lot of bulldogs to drive Nash's face down, hitting that high-low street fighter combo, but mostly working those legs, but can't get it out. Nash keeps kicking out at two. And then finally, towards the tail end, we see that tease, that glimpse into the future. Razor's getting fucking fed up. They're brawling outside of the ring, and they do a dive where both of them come crashing from the apron through the announcer's table. Of course, the Spanish announcer's table because back then they were still racist. (laughs) 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 And so they dive through that and they're both down and they're both sprawling up. Razor manages to get up because Nash bore a brunt of that blow. He dumps Nash into the ring and he sees right next to him what does he see none other than the wwf championship and he picks it up he slides in the ring and he realizes the ref is distracted he has his moment he can just fucking deck him with it and one two three win that belt no fucking problem at all and he's standing there in the corner contemplating and ultimately decides not nah, that's my dog, that's big sexy, I can't do that, and puts the belt down, and as he's setting the belt to the side, Nash recovers himself, and hits him with that big boot, literally the best looking move that Nash has ever done in his life, hits him with that fucking big boot, jackknife powerbomb one, two, three, but just in the nick of time, we do that bullshit mid-south finish where the, where they kick out just a half second after the three so no one looks weak. The, I call that the Greg Valentine.
2: That is the Greg. And to aid your visual comprehension of the scene, if you think back to, was it WrestleMania 8, where Bret Hart wrestled Roddy Piper, which was one of my personal favorite matches, where Piper has the bell, and he thinks for just a second about fucking cracking Brett with that fucking belt. And he throws it down. And then Brett hits his comeback. That's very similar to what we're doing. Like, Ramon has the belt. And he, he looks at Nash. And he looks at the belt. And the crowd's going crazy because they don't want to see Razor Ramon be heel,
0: And he lets them get to him for just enough. That he puts it down, and then he listens of- to the crowd for just enough to convince him, which pay off later, bitches. Well,
1: now we're moving on to "In Your House" one from Syracuse, New York. And- we got some good matches on this card as well. Are we going to keep that the same? Because we got our Razor versus Jeff Jarrett and the Roadie, indeed mabel adam bomb i mean
2: because as far as i know and correct me if i'm wrong ramon was uh intercontinental champion at wrestlemania 11 so this would have been like title for title this has been like wrestlemania 6 hogan warrior so in your house one would have been Jarrett, ramon ic title with the oh you're a chicken whatever finish Jarrett wins the fucking belt from ramon Boom. Now Jared's a fucking single star because he wins the IC title from Ramon. Ramon just That's fucking. God intended. So I inadvertently made Jeff Jarrett a big star, rush to my chagrin. But hey.
0: So Razor's dropping the belt and main event. Now that we've fully established Kevin Nash as a big dog, not yeah. only is he big, but he's also got that dog in him. Thus, he is a big dog. <laughs> both figuratively and literally. He's just defended the world title at WrestleMania. So few people have done that. And then who do we have next up for him? Mr. Bob Backlund,
2: cashing in his rematch clause. Exactly. Which is Bob the Backlund. grave injustice
0: that he never, ever got his rematch after he dropped that title. So we wanted to do Bob Backlund justice because I don't know about the rest of y'all, but personally, I fucking love Bob Backlund. I think he is one of the greatest workers to ever grace wrestling. Yes, he is one of the... In his era, a lot of people love to prop up everyone in that era, but I legitimately believe of his specific class, he is one of the only people of his breed to truly understand every single facet of wrestling and let's not forget
2: in in 94 95 the heel Backlund his promos were yeah like the like granted he used and 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 in interviews you can hear him say it too like he would use big words erroneously on purpose because it was like look how smart I'm using this big word but used it incorrectly (laughs) you know like fucking brilliant fucking brilliant Anyway, you have your build up to, to back on getting this shot and he's like I'm gonna put you in that crossface chicken wing Mr. Diesel and I'm gonna beat you for this championship Mr. Diesel I'm gonna win we had the match all good we're doing great somehow Diesel fucking counters the fucking chicken wing doesn't get it all the way in it's the fucking power bomb who runs out Owen Jim Neidhart Diesel dispatches them with relative ease but then there racing the hole in through the fucking crowd. Brett, who turned fucking heel at Rumble 95. Pissed off that he's not the one that got the fucking rematch Because he was done wrong before, even losing the losing title in the fucking first place. Why does Backlund get the championship? He won by you. to the various games. Thorpe, he- Forward thinking. We're giving Brett the fucking the heel with a point, but he's being a shithead about it? Years before... The new heart foundation with pillman and all that or they can...
0: we basically kick-started the new heart foundation before pillman was a factor yes. because one of the biggest drawbacks we had while cooking this up was if you look at the upper mid card to main event roster they had tons of baby faces but like no heels, and yeah. we needed at least one more heel because the heels we had available were not no. the ones that, yeah, you could do feuds with Nash and you could milk it, but it wouldn't make it great. And so you have Brett available, and Brett literally turned heel not too many years later. So why not yeah. kickstart that a little earlier? You just do the anti American Heart Foundation a couple years
2: early. I think that was very well thought out.
1: I like, I was, I like that a lot better. Yeah. Than what actually did happen.
0: Mm. And on top of that, Nash is still retaining the belt against Backlund despite the Heart Foundation run ins. Yeah. Which will then lead into the next pay per view a Brett versus nash singles and brett finally getting his rematch but it's still you're putting over brett as having a mob force and being yes. a big top heel while also still putting over nash as a suitable babyface that he's overcoming not just Backlund, but now outside forces of really? the heart foundation invading and he's he shut down Backlund, so now he can fully focus on brett hart in the hart foundation and it'll well, too
1: speaking, speaking of that we can we can continue on that because we're going to be at king of the ring 95 philadelphia yep. go ahead and continue your point because
0: it all coincides here if i exactly so we have our king of the ring bracket which we left relatively the same we still have owen hart winning the tournament but our world title match is a fatal four-way involving obviously nash defending his belt against bret hart who has now finally weaseled his way back into title contention and we have razor ramon who still feels wrong by how the end of WrestleMania went down and still feels like if he got another shot, he could get the upper hand and beat Nash without having to even consider cheating as an option. And then number four, we have none other than, I'm pretty sure we had him as the Intercontinental Champion by now, but Shawn Michaels. No,
2: no, we didn't. Shawn's still running. Well, with the Intercontinental title, we put Backlund in this.
0: Oh yeah, I've, I've had against the previous. Series. I apologize. I forgot. Backlund got in this because Backlund demanded a rematch because it doesn't matter that he lost. There was outside factors involving Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. But the hearts are banned from ringside for this four-way. Exactly. Well, and Owen's already in the tournament, so he's taken care of. And Jim, I remember we had in an opening singles match against, I can't remember who, but I also remember Jim got fucking murdered. Mm. But Honestly, it 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 was
2: fucking King Mabel. Because in in the canon of our universe we've created here, Jim ensures, much as he did for real, that Owen wins the finals. Of the king of the ring. Because in their mind, Owen wins king of the ring. Brett wins the title in the four way to set up the all heart world title match later down the road because the winner gets the title shot. So Owen wins king of the ring. Then you have your four way match. Clearly, Diesel comes out on top by the
0: skin of his fucking teeth. Managing to hit that bare knuckle running leg kick because goddamn Nash was good at those on Backlund to retain the belt. Mm-hmm. Razor's fucking pissed. Because Razor prior to Backlund getting pinned by Nash, Razor had Backlund fully set up. He hit the Razor's edge. He had him fully set up. But before he could make the cover, Nash comes in with that running big boot and covers Backlund to take the one-two-three. So Razor's fucking mad because, by all accounts, that should have been his match. That belt should be his.
2: The, and yeah. then to to buck what was was actually tradition of the winner getting the the title match at SummerSlam. Owen decides to jump line and says, No, no, no. I don't want my championship match at SummerSlam. I want it next. Diesel is at his weakest after that warway. After the beating my brother put on him and the beating the one put on him, I can beat him. In your house too, main event, Owen Hart versus Kevin Nash. And somehow Nash overcomes the fucking the numbers game was Brett and Jim. Still beats Owen. But somehow, Ramon gets involved, save the title for his buddy, and then and Jesus gets to win. Ramon challenges him. All right, you beat me. God. But oh. so what, like we do it Miami, man.
0: We're going to tell so do- what went down. Is Owen and Nash are down. The the ref is doing their whole blah 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 whatever both y'all get the fuck up jim comes in and it's distracting the ref while the ref's back is turned brett comes in grabs the belt and is acting like he's gonna hit kevin nash razor runs down his music hits everybody freaks out he comes down clears out brett and jim and snatches the belt out of brett's hand before he can hit nash with it and then razors just standing there holding the wwf championship staring at it and then staring at nash and then suddenly he's got flashbacks he's at wrestlemania again contemplating should he smash his best friend with his own belt to claim the title but it's all different and he throws it down he slides out of the ring and lets the match conclude. Razor's just standing there in the corner. Nash hits the one, two, three. He successfully defends the belt against Owen. Hart Foundation stewing and pissing all over the place on the entrance ramp, and Razor's still there, just in the corner by the timekeepers table, staring at Nash.
1: Now let me ask you a, a question, uh, Jake. You said SummerSlam, are you moving SummerSlam to Miami? I would be actually fantastic considering. Uh because because oh. your SummerSlam is in Pittsburgh,
0: Pennsylvania. Yes. Not so anymore. We'll, because well, we have our main event of SummerSlam. Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash Street Fight. Street Fight. A Miami Street Fight. A Miami. I was and literally just about to fucking say that, but you ruined me creating dramatic pause. <laughs> but just set that up on the Raw the next night. Exactly. Yep. Because okay. Razor is already... He had that moment. He didn't necessarily cost Owen the match directly. He just shut down Owen's cheating shenanigans. But Razor still believes that he could have beat Nash, which by all accounts he could have. If he hadn't either decided not to hit him with the belt or even not picked up the belt regardless and just capitalized he probably could have become WWF champion and this main event wouldn't have to happen but Razor feels that this has to happen he's been robbed, there is no other way. He doesn't care that Nash is one of his best friends. He knows that this has to happen. So we get a main event street fight at SummerSlam, which also, as supplemental, Undertaker and Sean is happening for the Intercontinental Championship. Or no, X-Pac and Sean is happening for the Intercontinental at this show as well. But that doesn't matter.
2: But uh, the Raw after uh, In Your House 2 that's where, where Ramon lays out this whole thing, that if it wasn't for you people, man, I would be champion. You made the bad guy feel bad for being a bad guy.
0: So if you want me bad to be guy. a bad guy, then I can be a bad guy. That's a good good
2: fucking shit. De- declares himself as the fucking heel going into the Miami street fight in Miami for SummerSlam.
1: Can't believe you guys didn't think about this Miami thing.
0: So, I know I'm going to Miami SummerSlam. Miami Slam. We have Sean retaining the Intercontinental Championship over X-Pac. Not important. Our main event, our Miami street fight. Razor Ramon, his music hits. He doesn't come out. Okay. We hit it again. It's... He still isn't coming out. But mind you, this is the middle 90s. That bit hasn't been overly played out yet. So we hit it two more times. And he still doesn't come out. So then finally, commentary literally just goes, fuck it. And here comes Kevin Nash. As soon as Diesel's music hits, he starts coming out. He does that weird arm raise thingy that he does as soon as he starts doing that who comes from behind with a fucking steel chair razor ramon beating him down with that music cuts off he's whamming him with the steel chair grabs him by his and by all accounts beautiful fucking hair because nash had great hair in the 90s Grabbing his 90s beautiful hair pulls him up and says, I'm sorry, but you would have done the same. Keeps wailing on him, drags him to the ring, tries to go for the cover. Nash kicks out at one. Razor, P.S. <laughs> Cut you, Mike. So they're brawling. Razor keeps fucking hammering down on him, but Nash is just eating it. And then we get our classic Nash Hulk-up moments. Nash is just eating that shit and getting more hyped up because he is. And I think Straps you were forgetting an 80s to 90s baby face. Straps down, baby. We're going. Straps fucking down. Nashing up. A young and Kurt Angle takes note. Starts wailing back on those right hooks. Wailing, wailing, wailing. Razor's eating them and firing them back. They're hitting that strike exchange. Then he finally hits him with a good one. Razor stumbles back to the ropes and starts to run back for another big boot. Goddamn big boot. Hits <laughs> you every fucking time, man. Every like, goddamn
2: like, they,
0: they bustle, In my head, the strike. rustle. Thing. They're tussling, they're rustling, they're bustling, and they are goddamn ruffling. But ultimately, Nash comes out on top with the jackknife powerbomb through the table onto some steel chair. Singular, <laughs> because this was, you also have to remember this was the '90s. We weren't getting that crazy yet. Somebody and an did this. Had watched some ECW before Nash gets the cover, but also you have to remember this was the 90s egos were a flaring so you goddamn know ramon kicked out at three and a half ramon's pissed that he lost he's doing the whole demanding five more minutes from the crowd the ref everything nash is just like my my boy you lost keeps trying to shake his hand keeps sticking his hand forward ramon refuses he's fuming And then finally punches the fucking ref. Nash grabs him and is like, Brother, what the fuck are you doing? Earl Hebner's just working his job. He still works here. (laughs) Poor. And you know what Razor does? Dick kicks Nash right in his very tall groin. (laughs) At two, Diesel. (laughs) Kicks him hard in it. And Nash doesn't fold yet he does the typical cell stumble back and is like oh my god what did I do and then Foley doubles down and kicks him in the dick again before Nash crumbles and he starts whooping his ass and you know who comes out to try to help Bob Backlund and you know who gets his ass whooped by Razor Ramon Bob Backlund because Razor Ramon is out of fucking control, he just destroyed Kevin Nash, and now Bob Backlund is hitting Razors edges out of everywhere. Hits three Razors edges on Nash, hits one on two on Backlund, and then one on Earl Hebner. Poor Earl. Man, was just trying to do his job, and bounces him off of the extremely durable. American announcer stable.
1: Let's move to. I think we get to Raw before In Your House Three, and there was something going on there that you guys are touching on real quickly.
2: Right. Because we had, remember, Cam Cornette in the 90s was a thing. Who would Jim? Cornet want to align with in a situation like this? Well, the fucking hearts obviously. It's called dust. No. <laughs> the fucking art foundation. Because Jin's a traditionalist, right? So who else would come along with that? Well, none other than Mr. Fuji and Yoko Senna, former World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. So now, like, we're going to make sure there's nothing left to you, Diesel. And in your house three, you're going to fight Former
0: world champion, Yokozuna, who never got his rematch. Exactly. But on top of that, the entire build-up to that, you know who's been gunning for him, making sure that he tries to get injured to lose that belt before that Yokozuna match, the entire <laughs> Heart Foundation, and on top of that, he's still conflicted about Razor Ramon because we haven't seen him on television since SummerSlam. Hit him with a kid. So we go into In Your House. We have Yokozuna versus Kevin Nash, and he's limping hard. He's He wears the pants singlet, so obviously you don't have as much free real estate to do the tape up, bit. but he's got hella tape on his shoulder because that is what real estate we have to work with. He comes in there. Yokozuna's molly whopping his ass. He keeps trying to go for a body slam, because obviously we can't start with going for a finish. This is the 90s. So he keeps trying to go with just a simple scoop slam on Yokozuna, but can't fucking lift Yoko up, because Google Yokozuna if you don't understand.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he keeps trying to go for that scoop slam, but can't get him up. And he, you know, he's thrown those punches. He's thrown those big boots. And we obviously know. Kevin Nash got them fucking big boots. But they're not doing it. Because Yokozuna is so fucking massive. And he's been training for this rematch. This entire time. And then. Just by the skin of his teeth. Nash finds his opening, Yokozuna still can't put Nash away, he goes up on the top rope, he's gonna hit a fucking crossbody, this is the 90s, this was still impressive, so he's gonna hit a fucking 300 plus pound crossbody, but no, Nash springs up quickly and scrambles up, hits a super Fucking plex off the top rope, one, two, three. Nash scrapes by, but he fucking did it. And you know what happens as soon as his music hits, the Heart Foundation jumps in, and that's why
1: we were building up to this in your house for from Winnipeg, Alberta, Man- or Manitoba, Canada. At the Winnipeg Arena.
0: Bret Hart versus Kevin Nash with the special guest referee, Razor Ramon. Oh no. It Razor's is. got beef with both. Most of his beef is with Nash. But a lot of it is rooted around the fact that he knows he could have beat. In his heart of hearts, he knows he could have beaten Nash for that belt. And he wants to be the one to beat Nash for that belt. But at the same time, he fucking hates Nash by now. And he wants him to lose the belt. So the way Razor views it is, who would he rather fight for the belt more? Brett or Nash? No, he has he bad blood with both wrestlers.
2: Does he want to beat the man he couldn't beat for the title, or does he want to beat the man that he knew
0: he had beat before? In Ex- breath. exactly the way he views it is, Brett is that's a mountain already conquered. He hasn't conquered Mount Diesel yet, so he is. The middleman in this, much to Nash's chagrin, Brett fully believes that Razor will fuck over Nash and get Brett the belt. And And Brett views this as, I'll win the belt and then fight Razor and beat him and get my redemption there too. So Brett is delusional in thinking that this is a sure shot I'm winning the belt. He's already cutting championship celebration promos on TV before he's even won the belt.
2: We'd have Every, a nice segment where Brett like, talks about he's dedicating the title win to his dad and all this stuff,
0: you know. This guy has Stu. One week he dedicates it to Stu, the next it's to Owen, the next it's to Jim, and then we finally have our In Your House main event. Razor comes out first, because obviously the referee, if it's a special guest, needs to come out first. Take some fucking notes, Tyler.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Tactical (laughs) move!
0: But Nash is coming out there. He's still a little bit injured because he's been getting jumped by the Heart Foundation a lot. Because as tall as he is, three-on-one's a tough number to overcome. So he's been getting jumped. His legs are fucking hurt. And Brett comes out skippity doo doo, and starts immediately going for the sharpshooter to try to crack those legs of big old Kevin Nash. He's wrenching it in. Kevin Nash, because he's long as fuck, keeps getting to the ropes. Brett's getting fucking pissed, and Jim and Owen, mind you, are out there cornering him, and they keep trying to pull shenanigans. But Nash is knocking them down. Razor's turning a blind eye to anything that happens. So then finally, they're brawling outside of the ring. Razor's out there watching them. And Brett smacks Nash in the leg with the hammer for the corner bell. And Razor allows it. So Nash is selling out there. Brett stomping on his leg, and then Nash hits a wild uppercut on Brett, stuns him for a little bit, grabs that hammer, and smacks Brett back in the leg. Razor allows it, because he truly doesn't have any horse in this fight. He just wants the belt. The belt and is it's, all he cares about. So he, And in his head, if they, so he, they kick each other out here, his job's going to be easier later on. Exactly. The more banged up they are, the less work he has to do. So he's letting them ham it in. So they're pounding each other with that. And then they start brawling. So Brett hits Nash with the bell. He gets up. Nash hits Brett with the fucking bell. Razor's allowing all of it. This match essentially becomes a street fight because Razor doesn't give a fuck about what they do to each other. All he cares about is who he has to beat for the belt. Ultimately, because already we've clearly had a lot of ring bell play in this ring, so the finish is Brett eating a jackknife on the bell. Razor retains, or sorry, Nash retains. Razor begrudgingly hitting that three as soon as he lifts Nash hands, kicks him in the dick again. Nice. So yeah. that'll
1: put us at Survivor Series 95 from Landover, Maryland. And on that card, you have several big matches with it being uh, Survivor Series. You got a Survivor Series Eliminator match, The Dark Side, Undertaker, Savio Vega, Henry Godwin, Fatou, Defeat, you know the royals are you changing any uh, any arm we,
2: are. we are the the brass in the federation are upset with the way the things had went down at the previous pay-per-view so to get back in the good graces of the fans i believe gorilla monsoon was commissioner at this point and he was the fans. he was he, or president rather he weren't commissioner He's going to book a dream match. We're going to have that young, up-and-coming, upstart, babyface hero, The Undertaker, taking
0: on the Unstoppable World Champion, Deez. The Undertaker, mind you, has been on a real streak lately. So when we initially booked this out, there was so much stuff that there is. This would be a minimum three-hour episode if we truly laid out everything we had mapped out. We overbooked, but as we read content, book text. Content, so mind content. you, and I've mentioned we had our Undertaker Shawn rivalry. I'm pretty sure at this point. So Undertaker only lost by countout. Undertaker during this whole year has not been beaten by pinfall or submission. Only by DQ and count out. This is prior context to lead up to this. So, as course correction, we have our unstoppable monster Hugh versus our unstoppable monster Babyface. Nash versus Undertaker. Undertaker's a babyface. Is he? Yeah,
2: because he would have been the purple Undertaker. He was Babyface. He was super Babyface. That was the whole thing. Well, that was the whole thing with them booking this match to begin with was. It was similar to when they booked the uh the IC title match, uh, ladder match that year at SummerSlam. It was for the fans. This was the for the fans match. People love the Undertaker. People at this point would hopefully love Diesel. And you got two big, almost seven foot tall motherfuckers
0: fighting with no shenanigans. We're going to have a big hoss fight. Let's fucking and go. just to make it extra for the fans, we didn't map out for this, but just here on top, it's a fucking steel cage. Sure. Whatever. The, so yeah, so the hearts can't get involved. Back exactly. Involved. Razor can't get involved. And we have, trust you, we have run-ins. The Heart Foundation does come in and just frowns outside the cage. And then you know who else comes out? Bob Acklin. And he also frowns outside the cage. And then the Hard Foundation and Bob Backlund just start brawling because obviously you have to have shenanigans outside the ring. Sure. What the What the fuck are we trying to make our crowd bored? Trying to make them buy merch?
2: Did we have this as Diesel beating the Undertaker clean? Yes.
0: To first out is what? So, to kind of, it was a half clean finish because I remember Razor climbed the cage, and. Did some bullshit. He came out as a druid.
2: That's what it was. Diesel come out, or uh, Ramon came out as a fucking druid. Clears out the heels that are fighting. Gets in the fucking cage. Tries to do some shit. Blasts fucking D. Takes the hood off. Holy shit! It's Razor Ramon. Oh no! So then we have, going forward, we have the go-home-raw after the shenanigans at the Survivor Series with Diesel and the Undertaker. Because you don't
0: want to... Taker can't loot. Diesel exactly. Can't. It's the fucking Undertaker. He's too spooky. So, we have a big fucking
2: promo at the go-home-raw. If you're going in your er, house. In your house, in your house uh, five, Hershey.
1: Pennsylvania, and on that card we had Man johnson versus buddy landell razor and marty gimnetti versus psycho sid and one two three kid owen versus well we're changing that yeah so what are you
2: leaving some of those the same or are you changing any of that Sure, we like the undercard could stay the same except for the parts that we need for the story. Yeah. So we'd have we would have the go home not knowing what our main event for in your house is going to be. We would have some sort of a promo situation where the Undertaker kind of makes his case for wanting to have another go with Diesel. Then, god damn it, here come the fucking hearts again. And they start beating everybody up. Because it's three on two. But who makes the fucking save? Shawn Michaels
0: are you fucking me right now this little p- pissant fuck you exactly by this point Sean and Nash have already kind of went their separate separate ways they've won their respective single single titles they've just kind of drifted apart at this point they're still kind of friends but they haven't really interacted much on television in since their big split on, yeah
2: So it's a three-on-two beatdown, and then Sean makes the fucking save, which would set up for in-your-house being Shawn Michaels and Diesel against the three hearts, Brett, Owen, and Jim. But in the finish to this, who runs out? The British fucking bulldog. Davey comes or at least makes himself a part of the Hart Foundation. Now we have the fucking unit together again. No way. Excuse that sound. <laughs> but then that'll fucking, uh, of course, break down into shenanigan. Which would then set up for Brett getting his fucking rematch finally against Diesel again at Royal Rumble 1996. Brett versus Diesel. One more fucking time. Two out you of three. Felt never get another shot at it. Brett, you can win. You never get another shot at it. It's your last fucking chance.
0: Two out of three falls. He has to beat him square. Because, mind you, in the buildup, Brett has managed to get a pin in a multi-man tag. They are one and one. So what better way to cap off their saga... Than a dead set I've just pinned you two times in the same match. Get the fuck away from me. A two out of 3 falls at the Royal Rumble in the co-main event because Royal Rumble matches should always main event.
2: Did I don't recall did we have Sean drop in the IC title at my yes. 6 or before it?
0: No, we had him drop it before he won the Rumble. I just am blanking on who it was, too. I don't recall either. So let's just say he dropped it to someone along that line. Was it and man? Oh, dust to, no <laughs> to context to our viewers, I don't think you understand, and this is the worst part that I don't remember, is we had mapped out so much of Sean's IC title run, mm-hmm. except for him dropping it.
2: Yeah. We had several options for him to drop it to. We had Goldust, we had Owen, we had um, uh, Kid, we had. I think there was even a babyface babyface match with him and Ahmed that would have
0: been decent. Because I don't want to say we Ahmed actually actually Johnson was good. I want to say uh, I actually picked Ahmed Johnson to win it. Yeah, because Ahmed was good. Like fuck you if you disagree with me. I liked Ahmed Johnson.
2: That is the weirdest
1: fucking opinion ever.
2: Yeah, liked Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, dude, it Ahmed was Johnson good. was
0: awesome. Yeah, Ahmed was fucking. He was gangbusters, dude. It doesn't matter that he sucked. He was awesome. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you can be fucking. Like, you can be a terrible wrestler and still be awesome. Look at Goldberg. Yeah. No, don't look at Goldberg. Whatever you do, don't look at Goldberg. <laughs> Ahmed is a strong candidate. He's he's a he's a fringe boy for me.
0: If we're gonna yeah, catch. he's Same. he's unfortunately outside of boy stable eligibility. But goddamn, is he a boy? Wait, why would he be outside of being boy eligible? He held the Intercontinental, didn't he? That's not a world championship. That's too close to the sun during that era.
2: No, nah, you have to be a heavyweight like
0: world champion. Ahmed <laughs> is too pushed to be a boy for me. But a boy. in this, anyways, <laughs> Royal Rumble main event, we have Brett Hart versus Kevin Nash Diesel. Two out of three falls. Was there shenanigans in this finish? Yes. Okay. Because Brett's first fall is a disqualification. We start oh. the match, we're tussling, we're bustling. Oh. And you know who comes out to make it truly? Full circle to pay off of our ring bell storyline. I mean, you know, let's go with Dex this. Nash with the fucking ring bell. Oh, I mean which then immediate disqualification. Nash has now got the first fall. Bret Hart has none. Actually, it's, no. Sorry, I don't know why I said smashed him in the head with the ring bell. He smashed him in the knee because Bret I forgot. Weird. Bret Hart immediately gets his first ball with a sharpshooter on that injured knee after the ring bell slam. Yes, so now we're even. We're one and one. They're brawling. They're everythinging. Mind you, also, Razor Ramon is on special guest commentary. Indeed. And Razor just keeps no-selling everything about them. Fast forward to the end of the match. Nash gets that win. That big boot jackknife. Fucking gas. One, two, three, but no. Who yanks the referee out of the fucking ring right as Nash is about to get the win? It's Razor Ramon rushing down from the commentary booth the whole 12 feet. (laughs) <laughs> it's even that far it, that, and that's being modest I honestly think it was more like 8 max yeah like 3 steps maximum well, especially Braves is a big ass dude so it really was like 6 feet away to him yes but he yanks Earl Hebner and in case you haven't noticed I don't remember any other referees that were around during that time I think Tim White. He yanks Tim White out of the ring. <laughs> 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 it, was main event, it had to have been Earl. It had to have been Earl. Okay, yeah. Now, yeah, you know, you're right. It, had to, it had, to had to have been Earl. This is No, because the main event's the Rumble. Well, I mean, it, it the world title match. It had to be... Okay, yeah, but he yanks Hebner out. And what the fuck Nash is pissed? Because he has hit, in by the crowd's counter, he has hit a 10 count now, but has not retained his belt yet. What the fuck? So he's looking around. He sees Razor. He's holding Hebner, and you know what Razor does? He Razor's edges Hebner onto the apron. And you know who comes rushing out to be our second referee? Tim White, because I just learned of his name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What's this so this one he one runs in package, right? he tries to make another cover because Nash is still pinning him by this point he's hit 30 seconds of course Bret Hart kicks out because it's Bret Hart he's literally the second best wrestler in the world of all well, time yeah behind Brian Anderson but Any
2: anyway incorrectly
0: but anyways that's a different episode the second best wrestler in the world behind Brian Danielson manages to capitalize and the referee is distracted this and he manages to hit what is Nash's key weakness which by modern WWE standards has been clearly laid out as the only weakness to top guys Dick kicks. <laughs> I thought Brett Hart kicks, pa- the kicks him in his overly elongated, tall ball sack. See, I thought this was the surprise small package finish where Nash set up for the, the, the jackknife and then Brett small packages him out of nowhere. I'm not done. Oh. I'm sorry. He kicks him in the fucking dick. Goes for a schoolboy. Clearly this is going to be the end of Kevin Nash. No, as Jake just spoiled. It's not the end of Kevin Nash because Kevin Nash kicks out and he kicks out Brett's punch him in the face and he's do he's gnashing it up that's that's yep. the term he's gnashing it up he's eating those shots and firing up because we don't we don't mention that tan tan bald man with the sculet so he's gnashing up he's eating those shots. Oh my God, big boot. Oh my God, another big boot. Oh my fucking God, another big boot. Razor's just sitting there like, well, shit. (laughs) And he hoists him up for the jackknife. And as he's about to bring him down, oh my God, a roll through into a roll up. Pin Bret Hart's on top. Razor fast counts on him. And your new WWF heavyweight champion of the world's plural <laughs> the second best wrestler in the world Brett, H- Brett the Man heart. you pronounce best in the world incorrectly but alright well after that
1: this will put us at In Your House 6 from Louisville Kentucky
0: in which we get an incredible six man tag uh, lay it on us the Heart Foundation Brett Owen and Jimmy Boy Versus none other than Kevin, Sean, who has just won the Royal Rumble, and Razor all on one team together. How the fuck can they coexist? How do they coexist? How do they coexist? Because they're the clique. But how do they coexist? Booking. (laughs) So we get our main event to our build-up, because the WrestleMania main event is already set. It's Brett versus Shawn. And Brett's already laid down the challenge. He also showed his ball sack on live television because he's a heel Iron Man match. So set up, we up we now. the six-man tag. And honestly, the match structure doesn't even really matter out of this entire run. All you need to know is obviously the Hart Foundation fucking wins because Razor kicks Nash in the dick again and costs him the match. Nash gets pinned by Brett, thus locking Nash out of any kind of championship rematch eligibility because he just got pinned in a six-man by the champion, so why would he get a singles rematch? There it is. New Japan booking dog.
1: I really feel like this is turning into an episode of Team Four Star.
0: <laughs> so, you know who starts cutting a wild-ass promo? heated as fuck, angry as fuck, mad. He wants blood at the end of that match. Kevin fucking Nash. And he wants Razor fucking Ramon. He's sick of Razor being a dampening spot on his historic title run. And then further accentuating it to being the reason why he lost the belt in the first place. So he wants Razor at WrestleMania. Loser leaves town. But
2: here's where the dirt sheets come in. We are keeping it the same. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have both already signed that they're going to WCW. So this is already here. They're leaving. Vince knows they're leaving. Creative knows they're leaving. So they set up this Loser Leaves Town match, or Loser Leaves the Federation match for WrestleMania 12. We also have Brett versus Sean Ironman. Anyway, because it's a fantastic match, and I love it, I have a picture of the fucking match that Bret Hart signed for me personal. One of my favorite matches of all time. WrestleMania 12 is going to be a fucking kick in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> on Kevin Nash, Bret Hart versus Shawn, let's fucking go. Get in the car. Well, you've set it up, and here we are. WrestleMania 12. from Anaheim Hunt. The- it's a fantastic building, by the way. I've been to it. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah. I, I remember I wrestled you there in one of your first matches. Oh, yeah. That's
2: right. You did. I beat you.
0: You did. I've never beaten
2: you. I want my win back.
0: Maybe one day, young boy.
2: But, anyways, the loser leaves, Razor Ramon and Big D. We're doing this. Let's go. No DQs.
0: Loserly this is our real main event of WrestleMania, by the way, because obviously belt goes on last, but this is, the, this is that co-main where this has obviously got the most hype building into it, but we obligatory have to have the belt go on last because who the fuck are we, Lawrence Taylor? Not right.
2: Didn't we have the idea to put this on first, like to open the show with this?
0: You're right. Actually, we did and i just forgot this was supposed to be the wrestlemania opener was the street fight because it went long it was supposed to be this obviously excluding an iron man match the second longest on the card it was supposed to go about 35 40 minutes but they're going to be brawling they're supposed to brawl all over the place because it was going to be a no dq not falls count anywhere very specific but no dq so obviously there's no count out so they can brawl all over because they went all over the stadium we're brawling all around the crowd and all that dumb shit that people love at wrestlemania and this was
2: like scott and kev's like love letter to thanks for everything you've done for us we're we're gonna give you everything we've got we're leaving
0: you know this is our last night yeah And so they're beating the dog piss out of each other in the stands. After we are bare minimum 12 minutes into this match, before they have gotten into the ring, I salute to you, Tank, and your structuring of matches. Love Tank. But we have just now, in Tank fashion, gotten to the ring 12 minutes in. And they're beating the piss out of each other because it's a, because I feel like the validity of it held up more in the 80s and 90s versus nowadays, where now everyone just goes, so it's a street fight or a no DQ, because no DQ matches have eight different names, and the everybody knows if you want to draw biggest, the best possible name to fit it as is a no holds barred. So obviously this is a no-holds-barred match. So they're beating the piss out of each other. They're using steel chairs. There's a single table set up. Once again, this is the 90s, dog. This is the Fed. We weren't that crazy. So there's a singular table set up for the finish. But they're beating the piss out of each other because everyone gets one steel chair. And of course... Hebner's the referee for this because it's a spicy ass match they're beating the piss out of each other and then we start to get the setup what do we get Nash is up for the razor's edge he's about to go through the table and what do we get as a freakish astonishment of wrestling Nash hits a fucking Frankensteiner
1: <laughs> Ow. damn
0: cat. Kevin learned a sixth move. <laughs> Kevin learned to do a Frankensteiner, or as you modern nerds know it, a Poison Rana. Through the table, Razor's bumping his ass off. It's like SummerSlam with Sean and Hogan all before it ever happened. Sean learned from here because Razor is overly bumping his ass off through that table. But kevin nash he goes for the cover and then quickly lifts up before the three count and is like i don't want to do this with you brother we're best friends what if we just walk away and razor hits the whole i hate you anakin skywalker shit <laughs> so they start punching the fuck out of each other they while punching each other set up another table They are brawling up on the top rope and then they do some dumb 80s bullshit to dive off and they both go through the table, both have an arm over each other, but both are on their backs. One, two, three. They both lose.
2: They both have to leave. Nice.
0: And And that's that's just hit because Razor accepts that he has to lose, but he also technically made Nash lose so to him. This is ultimate vindication. Razor's just laughing in the ring. He's okay with this storybook ending. Nash is furious because in Nash's mind, he always viewed it as once I'm done with Razor, I can get back to Brett in the belt. Yep. And now he can't. He's gone. So he has no choice but to go to WCW where Razor Ramon is also going, and he already knows that Razor is planning to go to WCW, but he has no choice but to befriend Razor again to start the NWO. But our initial planning was to inadvertently fuck the NWO, because if you end it this way, then why the fuck would Nash and Razor be friends when they debut? Which I like the best. Like, that's the, like, you just hamstrung two, three years worth of WCW storyline. Well, and the best part about that is when I first said the finish of Loser Leaves Town and they both a double pin, and then you just immediately chimed in with the, cool, you just fucked over WCW. Like, ah. there's no NWO now. <laughs> exactly. You could have still done the NWO, but it would have. You couldn't have done it right. Then you would have had to take a couple more months.
2: Yeah, and and, and even so, like you could still make an argument that Nash and and then Paul would not have been friends. But anyway, into the main event: Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man, World Title. Goes about the same way. Except Brett has more of the heel edge on him because he's the heel. Sean still wins. Brett still takes his time off to go film to Dove. And that still opens it up to Austin coming in. And still cutting his promos about Brett. Brett, you couldn't do it. You couldn't beat that guy. You're washed up. You've got nothing. That's why you left. That's why you're off in Hollywood doing TV shows. Brett still comes back. Brett comes back as the baby face. thus getting back in the good graces of all the fans because I'm going to shut this loudmouth motherfucker up. And then history goes back and around as it had. The same way that it was laid out to go. That
1: was... I enjoyed that way better than what actually happened. And you guys put that together very well. Um, I hope everybody who listens to this enjoyed it as well, because these are very well thought out episodes. Not a lot goes into it. And that's why it takes so long to hook one up.
2: It was way easier to book this with the benefit of, like, knowing how things actually went, like, When we accidentally fucked over the NWO being a thing, like we hadn't planned on that, but like testing the waters for the Heart Foundation being a thing several years before it became a thing, that was we had the benefit of hindsight in knowing exactly how the world would end up working itself out. And see, I want to touch on something too. This is a little behind
1: the scenes thing. I'll say this, and we'll wrap it up. When they told me this, this is where we came up with another episode where what if they stayed and then oh, Yeah, how Nash stayed and joined DX instead of Oh Brother.
0: Yeah, where you had trips, Sean. Yeah, yes. that's a whole future episode that I personally believe WCW would have never gained its traction if they had all of them, and if the click was DX. I legitimately believe WCW would have never taken off. See, I feel the
2: opposite. I feel like if you'd have had those fuckers together still in 96, 97, Fed would have been out of business. Really? Yes. I feel like those guys together at that time, given the circumstances, but Behind how those guys are. Would have killed. Vince's business. Because you would have made no new stars. And they would
0: have blocked so But many my main thing is. the al- Austin would have never happened. But the. Al- Austin would have never happened. But the only tickets WCW had. Was. They still had Sting. They still had Flair. But those were. Sting was still good. But Flair was a fading star. And then. Booker T wasn't ready yet. Absolutely. So I think main event wise, WCW would have drowned if Nash and Razor stuck around and were part of DX. I'd You still still have Hogan leave. You would still... Well, but Hogan would have been WCW's only saving grace in my eyes because, yeah, Hogan was a massive move for wcw we had savage you had savage you could have exactly but you had those two but hogan less so savage i feel like externally was viewed more as you just signed a legend versus hogan but those two names even if you didn't view them as we got legend status name those are shorter shelf names versus a Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Nash, and Razor ran WWF. I think WCW would have went out of business a few years earlier if they ran that. I kinda agree, but that's just me. I that just feel like Vince
2: would have never been able to make new stars with those guys in charge. Oh they, no!
0: It, ultimately would have been worse off for wrestling as a whole because it would have hurt WWF in the long run. But because, yeah, literally just like you said, there would be no reason to make new stars when you've got four fucking top ones. I have so many to choose from. But it would have ran out WCW quicker, but it would have hurt them in the long run more. Because once those DX dudes are starting to run out of their bump card, then what? You haven't spent any time to build up anyone else. Because these guys didn't let you. Because you've now got four fucking top mouths to feed and keep happy.
1: With gigantic egos. That is a story for another one. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to get out of here. Check what I need to do.
2: Bring money.
0: Bring Kevin Nash big boot.